there's no shortage of remarkable ideas. What's missing is the will to execute them. That quote was brought to you by Seth Godin, one of the most brilliant marketers probably of our time. And he has many quotes where that came from because he's just, he's just really cool. <laughs> That's all I can say. And this quote is very fitting for today's episode, episode 5 of the Fitpreneur Guide podcast. And it's all about getting the word out about your fitness business and marketing fundamentals and all that. And even though we have many, many options now for marketing, ultimately, the fundamentals don't change. And that's why I love fundamentals. And any pro will talk about fundamentals and the basics, right? You, you learn about that in any, anything new that you're learning is the, what, what matters are the basics or the fundamentals because ultimately it doesn't matter the, the surface stuff that changes in an industry or in a, in a concept. The, those basics never change. Right, that's why it's called the basics. And, and when you get good at the basics and you know and you master it, then the strategies will change. But then, because you know the fundamentals, then you have like a solid foundation, right? So, some of the marketing fundamentals that haven't changed since I started my business back in 2009 is search engine optimization. Right, in terms of getting found online, SEO is still one of the most important things that you'll do for your online presence, right? Because we're mostly digital now, right? We spend most of our times on our smartphone or online and researching stuff and watching stuff on YouTube and we are plugged in. And so if you're not taking advantage of search engine optimization for a local business, you'll be missing out on a lot of search traffic, right? So on a website, that is going to look like possibly having a blog. Uh, it doesn't have it doesn't have to be constantly updated, but having a blog some sort of blog component to your website that is going to talk about the the topics that uh, mo- most of your ideal clients are going to search about, right? So for example, in the fitness bootcamp that I started, I talked about weight loss a lot, right? Because the, the bootcamps were ultimately take, focused towards helping people lose weight. And so I talked about uh, in my blog post in terms of search engine optimization, they, there's always a boot camp and then name of the city, right? And then I will mention that throughout the blog um, and, and, and then combine that with weight loss or fitness or, or whatnot, whatever you think is going to actually uh, pop up in your potential client's mind as the word that they're gonna search and type on Google. That's those are the kind of words that you want to include in your blog post, and of course the core content like your about page, your uh, services. You know anywhere where there's written content, 
you're going to want to kind of inject those um, words, those keywords onto your website. So that way it's optimized for the search engines. So um, this is websites, you know, it can they can get a bad rap saying, oh, you know, websites are not really that valuable anymore. They are. They are because, you know, now marketers are talking about just landing pages and all that or having, um, <clears throat> you know, like click funnels, for example, if you're if you've ever um, studied anything in terms of digital marketing. But I believe that for local businesses, websites are still very viable because of the SEO component that your website can do for you so that you can rank on the first page of Google. So when I had a fitness bootcamp, I, uh, I started out as a fitness bootcamp. It evolved more into like a gym. And we'll talk a little bit more about that story later on. But anyway, I always made sure that I was on the first two, one to three spaces on Google, right? Not through paid ads, but through organic search. Um, and that I made that possible with, I kind of alluded to it from the last episode with YouTube videos and ranking through YouTube and getting found on Google that way because now YouTube is actually owned by Google. Back then it wasn't, but it still worked the same way. And then um, by making sure that my actual website is optimized for those keywords that I know my potential clients are looking for. So that, w- that was pretty easy and it should not be hard um, when you are your intention is to optimize your your website for that and i'm not an seo expert but if you find somebody that is a a good one um then they can easily do that for you um it shouldn't really cost a lot of money i don't know how they go nowadays because i did it all by myself (laughs) through trial and error back then so um also the fundamental is to build an email list right so on that same website you're going to want to have some kind of opt-in form to where yes they if they want to contact you they can opt in or i had an ebook or some kind that is going to make them want to trade their email address for that free resource because they want to know more information or learn about that specific topic and it's valuable to them right and it solves a specific problem a tiny specific problem that like they may have a question about and if your ebook or let's say a short video course is answering that question or giving the solution to that tiny problem it doesn't have to like talk about the entire weight loss process for example it can be like a tiny part of like let's say hey here's a a quick uh, list on how to um, navigate the grocery store for example so that you make sure that you avoid these um, danger zones in the grocery store so that could be like one tiny problem in the meal planning um, you know process for weight loss for example right so you want to give them something that wow like I, she's gonna she or he is going to teach me about that in this free thing right and then they're gonna want to opt in 
And the reason why an email list is important is because, yes, you can have an Instagram account or a Facebook page, a business page, but you don't own that list. You're not able to send direct emails in their inbox from your Instagram post, right? Um, so an email list is viable no matter what, what time you're in right back in the day in 2009 that was my number one focus is building an email list and by the time that I ended um, and left the fitness industry I had like 22,000 people on my email list because I knew the value of that right so ultimately when you have an email list uh, so this is one of the reasons why an email list is valuable is one you own that list and you can get directly in the inbox with um, you can connect with them through your email newsletter you can send them anything that's what's going on right in your business any new programs or services or special offers that you have you can communicate it directly and most people that I know check their email every day, right? And so if you can go in their email directly where they can, they, they're excited to open your email because you made that connection and you built your relationship with them uh, through that free resource, for example, and you're building trust with them by communicating with them regularly at least once a week through that email list, then you know when there's something going on um, and they feel connected to you and they feel like they trust you because you've been uh, showing up in their life at least once a week through an email right and you're delivering valuable information then I mean they're going to want to participate and um, uh, connect with you and get into your gym or whatever your offer is and get closer to you um, into the community that you're building right um, because they want to be a part of something and they want to be a part of something good uh, and and they want to tr know and trust that that decision is going to be a good one and you've demonstrated that because you've communicated with them through your emails right throughout uh, the, the years the weeks and all that stuff because not everyone is going to be ready right now and that's one thing that I learned around sales as well and marketing marketing and sales are pretty much very similar obviously the the, the form is different in terms of you know one is mostly written word that's marketing and then the other is more like like one-on-one -on -one interaction for the most part right but basically marketing is sales in like a written form <laughs> and so um, what is common with that is um, you want to stay top of mind in your potential clients mind so if I'm a mom let's say that is going through right now as I'm recording this it's back to school season and I'm worried about I'm, I'm worried about getting everything ready for this the coming upcoming school year you know and then your your uh, business pops up in my in my universe in my world 
and your offer pops up in my world or your email pops up in my inbox and I'm not ready at that time because I'm doing other things and I'm taking care of other things but I know in the future like if I want to get into um, fitness or commit to my fitness goals or recommit right because I've done it before <laughs> um, then if you're constantly showing it showing up in my world one of those times that you show up I'm ready to start um, either you know I'm not as busy anymore I can focus my time and effort on losing weight or getting fit um, whatever that may be and you showed up on my, in my inbox and I was like oh this is this must be um, meant to be right and so I will sign up and it kind of basically removes some of the barriers that I had of not being busy anymore and all that stuff so it's important to have an email list and to communicate and nurture that list over time and to continue to build that trust and connection to that list so that's a fundamental that never goes away same thing as SEO so the first one is SEO the second one is to build an email list and of course you want to have traffic right you want to have exposure so in terms of traffic there's so many avenues that you can choose from where people are hanging out online that you can direct them and bring them to your local business um, or even virtual if you have a virtual component to your offer to your service which I highly recommend if you don't already but if it's not a priority don't let that be a squirrel that distracts you from your goal of building your your local services right so on um, that front for traffic organic traffic paid traffic I would recommend if you're just starting out don't play with paid traffic because that can get very expensive real quick um, back then I did not have the option really of all of these social media platforms at the very beginning um, but you do right so you have your Instagram your Facebook TikTok. Um, I would recommend to only focus on one or two at the most and the ones that are biggest at this moment at the time of this recording are still Facebook and Instagram and I love that because they're owned by the same company, Meta, right? And they're still the top. And so, and they basically, the content that you can create for both platforms are very similar. So you don't have to repurpose your content um, very much if you're, you chose Instagram and Facebook. Um, yet they both have some big audiences that you can reach if you know how to use those platforms, right? Um, and at the, uh, at the current recording of this episode, because it changes, technology changes, algorithms change. And so right now, August 2023, <laughs> um, on Instagram and Facebook, um, Reels are definitely getting a lot of organic exposure, organic traffic. Um, and on Instagram specifically, uh, carousel posts come a close second to reels. And so if you're, you focus your content creation on reels and carousel posts on Instagram, then you're going to win in a big way, especially if you're using hashtags that are appropriate for your local business, including your city and using the location tag on your post, right? And then on Facebook, same thing. Maybe the carousel post is not going to work as well on Facebook, but figure out a way to where you can turn that 
carousel post that you posted on Instagram inhabit just one image, right? Um, so in that way, that's how they kind of differ a little bit, but it's still not too different. So maybe in terms, instead of posting the entire carousel, all of the carousel images that you have on Facebook, just put up the cover of the the carousel on, on Facebook, right? Same caption, same everything. So that would be my recommendation for social media. TikTok, I don't know. Um, I haven't... Re- I'm not a TikTok person. Like, I don't spend time on TikTok. I tried it for a little bit. It's just not my cup of tea or cup of coffee. (laughs) I don't know how you would say it. But um, I don't know that TikTok is very helpful for local businesses. You can always try it if you like TikTok. But again, like what I would say is don't um, dilute your efforts by being on all the social media platforms. I don't think there's a need to be on all of them. So, um, what the other thing that I love about social media is that it will help you with search engine optimization, but it's not SEO. And yet, if you have, if you're active on those platforms and somebody searches, let's say, fitness, your city, or yoga, your city, or Pilates, your city, more than likely, if you're active on those platforms and you're using the hashtags or people are maybe checking in on your at your place, more than likely, those are going to show up um, also on page one or even page two of Google. Um, so it's really going to be helpful in that sense also if you have an updated social media account. Um, so more on Instagram. <laughs> I'm kind of... Um, partial to Instagram because I, I I think that from what I've seen um, I used to not know how to use Instagram like I don't understand this platform yada 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 but when I actually started learning about it um, I realized that it actually can has the most potential for organic traffic because it combines the feed itself combines both business accounts and personal accounts so there's really no kind of distinction between the two or as for facebook the business page is separate from your personal accounts although they're changing that now with the professional mode on uh, your personal profile which ultimately is like a creator account um, which I believe is going to act similarly as Instagram it's still very new at this po- point and I'm still testing it but I'm seeing still an increase on in organic traffic from people who are not friends with me on my professional mode Facebook profile not the business page the Facebook profile in professional mode it seems like it's behaving like Instagram at the time of this recording so that is going is I believe that's something that Meta is testing at this moment Um, but um, organic traffic in terms of being found on hashtags and um, uh, like I said, being uh, shown on people that are not uh, on the feeds of the people that are not following you, Instagram is really good. And I believe the next best thing is the Facebook profile on professional mode. Um, so those are really good for organic traffic. Um, again, for reels and carousel posts. Um, so also, what I would do if you are... Instagram specific is for local influencers 
so you can easily use the explore page to find some local influencers and ultimately um, see how you can work with those local influencers those are going to be your referral partners right that ultimately can help you drive their audience if they have a local audience uh, to your physical location if that is your goal so that will be a, another good potential to where you don't necessarily have to spend all that time networking with other business owners like I did at the beginning because I did not have Instagram back then. It didn't exist. Um, and that could be a, a great source of referrals um, and a fresh new audience that you did not previously have access to. So those are the fundamentals. We started with SEO and then building an email list and having some sort of freebie valuable to your potential audience and then social media in terms of choosing your top two and driving traffic and maximizing your exposure to the local market uh, those would be my top two suggestions at this time there's always going to be something new like just a few weeks ago meta uh, release threads which it looks a little bit more like twitter right it remains to be seen so these are going to be kind of like your squirrel things just like okay it remains to be seen like if you don't have time to test out those new platforms i wouldn't even bother until you have some time to dedicate to it or maybe until they've established their effectiveness in reaching your target audience the other things that I would look into in terms of getting the word out would be local networking. Obviously, um, if you can find local businesses that, you, that already have communities in your city, I would still, I would not um, disregard that, right? That could still be a great potential. It's just that it does take time to build those relationships and to meet with those people and get to know them and all that stuff so just keep that in mind um, and then of course you have your warm market so if you're not like me um, and you didn't start your business in a new city or you don't know anyone um, your current warm market your friends your family um, just letting them know that hey this is what I do now and um, if you know anyone and that's not weird at all right because you're ultimately your responsibility is to tell people about the good that you can do in their life right so it's like hey you know this is what I do now if you know somebody who can do this who would want these specific results in their life you know refer them to me and then uh, make sure that they're connected to your social media accounts um, for your to your business social media accounts so that they follow you and stay tuned to what's going on so that way it, you're still top of mind even with your warm market right i think that a lot of people tend to kind of like not do that because they feel like oh i'm not you know my family or my friends are not going to care what i do with my business but if they're <laughs> if you have a good relationship with them and they're good friends um i i, I don't i think that there's still going to be some good um referral sources there um another thing that um that helped me a lot at the very beginning was the city recreation program so i basically looked at what the city is offering um, they have different ones like they have the summer program the fall program the spring programs all that stuff and what i did was they, they mail those um 
newspaper looking newsletter things in the mail to all of the residents of the city and i literally just reached out to the person that's in charge of organizing all these classes and um, ultimately it's they're good for one season right so like let's say i would offer like eight classes through the city and because they're not ongoing basically what happened was i was able to um, enroll most of those people um, that stayed with me for a long a long period of time like most of them stayed with me for two three four years and it's amazing just from that one class right so imagine if you have make a deal with the city to deliver these exceptional fitness classes and really take care of the people um, you have basically a, a system to bring new people in to you and then those people that are in your city that you delivered a great service to can also great be great referral sources which ultimately is what they are like you know uh, the the boyfriend will bring the girlfriend and then you know the wife will bring the husband or their friends and all that stuff even though they didn't take the original city class right they um they know about you and now they're your warm market and their referral source for you because they live in your city and they happen to know people that need your services right so that is one thing that's like you know if i knew that i would have started with that um and i would always do something like that some kind of partnership and maybe even corporations that are local that want to get their um workers employees more active um, if they don't already have like an in-house uh, corporate program i would also look into those so those are things like ultimately local networking marketing um, look at some of the kind of the movers and shakers in your area that you can connect to and and those would be really great um, referral sources so that is it wow that's a lot like when you get me talking about marketing I geek out <laughs> and it could have been like I could talk for longer than whatever over 25 minutes now but um, this is one of those things that I did actually to ultimately help me manage my uh, fitness business from home most of the time especially it became helpful when I started having kids right because I knew that marketing can scale my business and it also brings the cash flow and so the more that you get good at marketing um, and uh, the more that the cash flow gets better of course and then the more that you can now hire the support that you need in your business so that you can ultimately wear less hats and ultimately maybe just wear one hat right um, for the most part um, I still did a lot of the other things like um, you know creating new programs like nutrition programs or like new uh, marketing programs that is exciting you know basically repackaging some of the things that we've always done and be able to kind of repackage it from a marketing standpoint so that it's exciting for our clients and it kind of re-motivates them re-inspires them so like still that's still from a marketing standpoint so i made sure that i am able to do things from home especially when i started having kids um, and that's ultimately how I built the systems in place one by one, right? And again, we'll talk about different systems that you can have in your business that ultimately will give you that time freedom 
and also the flexibility um, to ultimately structure your day in a way that is comfortable for you that still uh, lets your business run smoothly without you and you ultimately accomplish that with systems and getting good at those skills at the beginning so that you can systemize them and you can train others to do well in those specific jobs so that could be a topic for another episode so if you have any questions about this episode um, I'm sure that um, this is a huge one right uh, marketing is something that you're always going to be doing always going to be improving it's always going to be changing and so if you have questions about this specific one and maybe I had some aspects of it that I did not cover just you know you can reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook the links to that would be in the show notes or maybe you already found me in those platforms you can just direct message me there and if you're listening on spotify i believe that there's a way that you can reach out for me reach out to me and send me a message via spotify or your favorite podcast app i don't know how these other apps work but um probably the social media platforms are your best bet if you have questions and you want to reach out Uh, So that is episode five of the Fitpreneur Guide podcast. On the next episode, I'll talk about my journey from um, doing the outdoor fitness classes to how I, you know, went indoors and all that and having my first location um, and just kind of like, you know, showing you the journey that I took and maybe you can learn a few things from it. So that is it for episode five. I will see you next time and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the Fitpreneur Guide. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes and don't forget to share the show with your Fitpreneur bestie. Also, follow at Fitpreneur underscore guide on Instagram for free resources and to ask your burning questions. Stay tuned for more amazing episodes as we rock our Fitpreneur journey together.